World Premiere, Episode 175, Keel Hauled Podcast. Welcome to a Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourself to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking all about the amazing announcement coming to us from E3, the trailer that rocked the Sea of Thieves community, the thing that has been in works since 2019, and the best-kept secret that Sea of Thieves has ever had. That's right. We're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean coming to Sea of Thieves. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. Come to join me, crew lad. Welcome aboard. This week, the crew is made up of Bentley Beaver, Chateau Neuve, Cosmic Johnson, El Jefe Esteban, and Jabaro Five are all the boarding party. Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Morpheus, Papa Fuzz, and Regis Stella are all manning the port side cannons. We've got Regis, uh, Rust Belt Kid, TM Professor, Big Bad Pad, and Mina Fairy all fighting over who's going to be up at the helm. Then we've got CJ Super Pack, Davram TV, Fergatron and Kazia the Rogue all on the starboard side cannons. We've also got Straw Hat Corner, Xbox Mike 29, Tech Deku, Windsor Chris, and Zamwow are all fighting over how they are going to be organizing the barrels. This week, I want to give a shout out to Straw Hat Corner who joined recently. He is going to be the one that is going down and actually bucketing out the water. So thank you for your contributions. If you want to help out the podcast and make sure that this keeps going. Head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast. You can get all the information about the different tiers. You can get your call outs on the name and become one of the crew. And you can join the gold hoarder tier where we're going to be able to discuss anything that you want for the community episodes at the end of the month. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, let me know. There's plenty of ways to do it. Head over to the show notes or listen to the end of the podcast to find out more. Pirates, let's go. Also, I'm super sorry, Straw Hat Connor, that I mispronounced your name twice. My bad. Love you. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you're sitting back, relaxing, and enjoying this episode of Keelhauled Podcast because, boy, there is a lot to cover. A lot to cover? A lot to cover. There is a lot to cover. Why am I wasting time? talking about what I'm saying wrong. Oh my gosh. I knew that we would get something. I guessed that it would be a trailer and where I thought we were going was definitely not where we're going, but where we are going is amazing. If you haven't heard the news, if you've been living under a rock and you didn't get a chance to find out what was going on with E3 and Sea of Thieves, then let me just clue you in. We are getting five new tall tales they are going to be its own adventure its own story and the way we're going to get there is to the sea of the damned now i am amazed that microsoft and rare were able to convince disney to allow them to use pirates of the caribbean ip for sea of thieves it's it's amazing i have I, I I can't even express to you how excited and dumbfounded I was when I was watching this on the PS Trophy Room stream. We were reacting to this. I was losing my collective mind. Like I was going bat crazy. It was insane. And to finally get a chance to talk about this, to be able to 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 discuss things that that you know we we had ideas of what we're going to be going but to see the whole picture kind of laid out in front of us and have everything that you you think you would want from a, a pirate game come true absolutely insane i cannot wait for this this seems too good to be true and i'm very curious i have a lot of questions about how this is going to work in sea of thieves because if if i'm being 100 percent honest i'm kind of i'm kind of confused we, we're seeing a lot of things in this game that we have never seen before. And it excites me because it, it it's not a new game. It's all coming to Sea of Thieves. And you might be wondering when? June 22nd. June 22nd. 
At the beginning of season three, we're getting this. They held on to the secret for so long. It's absolutely insane. I, I'm so excited. This is going to be the most amazing update ever, purely because we get to work with Jack Sparrow to stop Davy Jones and boy, howdy. So I've been thinking about how I want to approach this episode because there's a lot I want to talk about and I want to do it justice. So I'm going to try and break things down based on the interactions that happen with the actual trailer. So I kind of want to give a play by play based on what happens in the trailer. So if you're listening to this, I'm going to put a link in the show notes and you're watching this on a, a, a computer or someplace that you can watch the trailer alongside. I'm going to try and give you some time markers to give you a chance to kind of watch through this and see what I'm seeing. And thanks to the community right off the bat for a lot of people out there who notice things that I'm going to be uh, touching on. So it's it's absolutely fantastic. So we got a three minute trailer that takes us into the Sea of Thieves world. And already it's it feels special because we haven't had a trailer in a very long time. In fact, it's been since uh, Forsaken Shores and Cursed Sales that we got a trailer. We knew that the uh, devs were looking to do something in in the past like we had talked about how we had missed having these cinematic uh reveals for the game to celebrate it you know it's been a long time and, and we'd kind of missed you know shelly like the little crab in the trailers and having that back is just so so amazing it's been so cool to see that they're doing this and the way they did it is so amazing um i i really can't stress just how how much Disney flavor got brought into this trailer uh, beyond just the obvious like IP thing. So right off the bat, we're getting into the trailer. This three minute trailer kicks off with Sea of Thieves flourishing into existence. And about the six second mark, we open on a flag in the middle of a storm on the ocean. And on the flag is the rare logo and it starts to pan out. And if any of you have watched any Disney movies recently, you will note that this is the same thing that they do in Disney films. They come on a close-up of the pennant that's on top of Sleeping Beauty's castle. And as you pull back from this flag, you can hear the music. It's absolutely fantastic. And you see in the background on the horizon, a giant rock formation with four galleons sailing in towards it with lightning crackling in the background. This rock formation is in the shape of Sleeping Beauty's castle and it pans back very much in the way that you see the opening thing for Disney uh, cinematics like when they first start up and you see the Disney Studios logo and already I'm getting like goosebumps because I'm like okay new world new place and that's when you hear Tia Doma or who anyone who could be Tia Doma see Right off the bat, right at 26 seconds, we're talking to an NPC and the, the, the famous crew that tends to be in a lot of the trailers for Sea of Thieves is listening to this woman talk about this land that we have to go to to be able to explore. And she's sitting on a treasure chest in front of a, a building that looks very much like this is the new structure that has been worked on in the outposts. That's right. We now know what these outposts are for. We know that they are going to be used to get us the introduction to these five tall tales that will take us to the new area where we will be dealing with Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones and potentially someone else. On the background, you can see on, on the wall that there is a little shelf with a book on it and a skull. And that skull happens to have a similar headband and coin to Jack Sparrow's costume in his outfit. But it has the green glowing eyes as if it were like the gold hoarder. So she tells you about new dangers that are going to be coming and you already see like these pirates swimming deep into this ocean into a shipwreck that is on the bottom of the ocean that is chained to the bottom of the floor. And I'm so excited because inside of this area, there's a cave filled with mountains of gold and a throne with a skeleton holding a cup. And we don't know what this cup is, but I have a feeling it's the chalice of life. And I have a feeling that that is Captain Flameheart Jr. on that seat. Watching along, you get to about 30 seconds into this trailer and you're listening to the person at the uh, outpost uh, building. They are talking about a soul that is trapped forever in the sea of damned that you have to help get out if you want to save the pirate life 
from Ruin, which is a reference to Captain Flameheart Sr. He's been talking about destroying the pirates that are in the Sea of Thieves and burning it all so that he can bring back his version of piracy. And if we want to, res if we want to stop him, if we want to, to keep that from happening, then we have to travel to the Sea of the Damned. And we get our first glimpse of stuff that has only been teased in the art book. And already I am giddy because there are shipwrecks all over the place and a giant broken down tower with a weather vane at the very top and a bunch of green glowing lanterns. And up above that to the right is an eclipsed sun. Now, I don't know if it's, it's an eclipsed sun or it's a moon, but everything is green. It's got that hue that is very much of the, the Sea of the Damned. And we're finally getting to go see all of this that we haven't been to before. And I can't wait to go check it out. It's going to be amazing. So I'm very excited about that. And the, the person that is being talked about in this trailer, we find out very quickly that as you were traveling down, if you're actually looking at this about 45 seconds into the trailer, the crew is going down into the basement of a ship and the lanterns indicate that it might actually be a sea of the damned there's red candles that you would normally see on the ferry at the damned and as you walk closer and closer towards these brigs uh down in the the, the bellows of this ship it's very clear to me that this is most likely the ship of the damned that this is the ferry of the damned and that the ferryman has for the first time allowed us to travel below decks or another ship very much like it something that is keeping jack sparrow in this cage he is trapped in the ferry of the damned or in the sea of the damned in a ship that is there and it is our job to find him and set him free so that he can help stop davy jones who i imagine is the cause for the ability for flameheart to to be able to do what he's doing because i think this is going to how we're how we're going to be able to resolve the captain flameheart there's two minds of this and i'm going to get into this later but it's either to resolve the flameheart senior storyline or it's going to be its own storyline in and of itself that doesn't pertain to it but we are going to be going to the sea of the damned and to get there we're going to have to figure out how to sail through the veil at about one minute to one minute ten seconds in you start to hear the voice of gibbs and you start to hear the explanation of a treasure that jack actually stole and as we're looking at this treasure we're not quite sure what it is. It's a box that has a symbol of a sun on it. And I think that whatever it deals with, it's got a little handle on top and a hinge on the back. So there's something inside. But whatever is in that box is probably what is causing the eclipse in the Sea of the Damned. And I don't have any proof of that, but that's just kind of my speculation right now is that that pertains to why there's an eclipse and why that eclipse is so prominent in the footage that we got from here but it shows jack messing around with this box as gibbs is talking about how this darkness has followed him to where he's at and how the world that they're in is going to sink into shadows and it shows gibbs being trapped behind a whole bunch of large coral these reefs are imprisoning him and these pirates are, are venturing up to him to kind of talk to him to see what's going on and i really hope that all of this is voiced in the game i really hope that all of this is not just kind of text but it's animated and voiced well and one of the things that i that it cuts into is about a minute and 20 seconds in you see some uh, our crew is in a rowboat and they are rowing through a forest that looks like a swampy land something we have been asking for forever and i'm so in for this i'm so down it looks exciting and you get to a ship or not a ship i'm sorry you get to a, uh, a, a house on this swampy bayou and inside presumably we don't know it's a cut so we're not sure if it's actually inside there but for certain our crew has retrieved a head of a pirate skeleton and is now placing it on the uh, neck bone of a body that is sitting at a table and the body comes to life as a result and says a new body at last and I'm pretty sure that this is Flameheart Jr. That something has happened to prevent him from being there. Because I can't imagine who else this stranger would be. Because at this point, we're dealing with lore that is in the game, as well as Sea of Thieves and, or excuse me, as well as Pirates of the Caribbean. 
It doesn't have a straggly beard the way that Barbosa did. And it's evident that they're trying to keep the Pirates of the Caribbean characters intact with the lore that is present for them. So this very much feels like either someone who is designed specifically for this content, these five tales, or it is bleeding into the lore of Sea of Thieves, which I'm going to get to later because I've seen a couple articles out that I want to touch on that this is actually canon and that this is Flameheart Jr. Now, for a long time, I've been saying Flameheart Jr. is not going to be a bad guy, that he is going to help us take down his father because his father is the thing that he doesn't want to be. He wants to be a pirate and he sees that the pirates that we are are the fun types of pirates that he would want to be. I have no proof. This is all speculation, but I think that this is Flameheart Jr. and we're finally getting Flameheart Jr. And already I can hear you telling me no, but hear me out. That's just how I feel. I think this is Flameheart Jr. So cutting in at about a minute 30 in, we cut back to the character who's sitting in front of the large structure that's going to be at all of the new outposts, and she is showing a vessel, a small little relic of a ship, sailing on green waves, heading into a swirly portal. And it's clear that this is how we're going to get there. We're going to be going through these giant portals that are uh, these these triangular rock structures that are in the actual trailer to get to the Sea of the Damned. And at about a minute 31 in, it cuts to uh, inside a tavern where our crew is now spending time with Jack Sparrow and looking at the compass, the infamous compass of Jack Sparrow. And Jack Sparrow doesn't have a blade at this time, but he is talking to the crew about what the Sea of Thieves is and what he's heard, the stories that he's heard. And this image to me looks like the achievement art for when you become a pirate legend. When you become a pirate legend in the game, if you look at the achievement art, you will see that there is a large tavern with a bunch of pirates sitting around looking up at Ramses the pirate lord who is cheering uh with a with a mug and i and i'm it just it feels so close to that it feels like they're trying to replicate that and i think that's where we're going to go where ramsey became a pirate legend himself going into the rest of after this point it cuts to an anchored galleon in the middle of the ocean and at a minute 34 in we get a new enemy type and holy cow i love these enemy types they are very much of the ilk of davy jones's crew of cursed creatures creatures that have giant clam heads for or clam shells for heads uh coral ridden creatures with eel-like whips that electrify giant crab-like creatures with uh, blue barnacles and and uh, coral building off of them and each and every single one of these has a different colored gemstone in their chest so i ask you listeners pirates was it worth it to destroy all of those mermaid statues for duke think on your sins moving into the rest of the trailer we get our first glimpse at one minute 36 seconds in merfolk we are finally getting merfolk in the game we have seen the paintings we have seen the statues and we now have proof that merfolk are going to be brought to the game in the form of sirens just like the art book just like i talked about last week and i am so excited they are going to be going after us and it doesn't seem like they are friendly like the ones bringing us back now not even five seconds later, we are teleported to another scene where there are pirates. Our pirate crew is at a town, an actual town in the Sea of the Damned, being chased by skeleton or by ghost pirates. And for the longest time, we have been asking for Tortuga. And I think we're finally getting a Tortuga. And the way that they're pulling it off with a large amount of pirates in the area, the populated cities, is with these ghostly pirates. The way that they are able to get multiple ships on, a, on an adventure server with the ghost fleets, how they're very little in resource usage. I think we are going to get hordes and hordes of these ghost pirates chasing after us in this town. And this town looks amazing. God, the buildings look so fitting for Sea of Thieves and for Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm so excited. I'm so ready for this. I cannot. I, I've been I've been giddy all day waiting for these. And then we cut back to a minute 45 seconds into the video where Jack Sparrow turns 
and lets us know that Davy Jones is being brought to the Sea of Thieves. And that is when we get the thing that I have been wanting for so long. We get the Flying Dutchman emerging out of the water, just like the skeleton ships. The tech that they used to get the skeleton ships to spawn out of the water is now being used for the Flying Dutchman. And it looks amazing. It is so breathtaking. And now is the perfect time to fire the cannons on the ship, as Jack Sparrow says. And we get our first glimpse of us being able to fight the Flying Dutchman. Tattered, sea-ridden sails and all. And Shelly the Crab is chilling on one of the cannons, helping us the whole way. And I absolutely loved it. It was so great to see Shelly in there. It's so great to see Sparrow commanding us on the ship and giving us orders and telling us to take down the Flying Dutchman. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I can't believe I've been talking for 20 minutes and we're only two minutes into this video. Can I just say too that throughout all of this is the Hans Zimmerman score of the Pirates of the Caribbean. He's a pirate music pumping through every minute of this trailer. And it excites me so much because I don't, I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you are aware. Maybe I've talked about this with other people, but when this podcast first kicked up, I was very nervous about recording and the way I used to get myself pumped to talk about Sea of Thieves, the way I got myself into the, into the groove and getting into it, was having a 14-minute loop of He's a Pirate playing in my headphones with my other headphones on top of there, listening to this song when I talked about the Sea of Thieves news. So if you go back to listen to those first 20, 30 episodes, if you think in your head that every time I'm talking, I am just listening to that dun dun da da dun dun da da dun dun da 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 dun da dun dun da da dun dun da da dun dun da da dun that is going for 14 minutes long in my head and I am just like pumped up on it. It's amazing music. I've absolutely loved this music ever since it first came into my life. God, wait way back in what was it? 2005? I think it was 2005. It's been forever. And I cannot, I cannot tell you how exciting it is to see Sea of Thieves with this, but kind of getting back on track, two minutes and one second into this trailer, we see a burrowed giant crab creature, one of the three different threats that we now have in the game that's coming June 22nd, burrowing through the sand to pop up and attack one of the pirates on a beach while two are moving. And this does not look like an easy foe. They are struggling to fight this foe. They look like they are overbearing and immune to most actual sword attacks. Like your sword is just kind of clinking off the giant shell. And for sure, there is a giant gem in the chest. Oh, did I mention giant gem? Because at two minutes, nine seconds into this trailer, a giant mermaid statue emerges. It erupts from the sea, dwarfs the size of a galleon, and just shows this towering presence and I have to ask you again, when Duke asked you to destroy those mermaid statues, did you feel right about it? Think on your sins. Moving into it, we see that the Flying Dutchman has its ex has the attack that it uses in Dead Man's Chest, which I absolutely love because if if you've been part of the Discord, you know that in May we actually had a community event where we sat down in the Discord and we all watched Pirates of the Caribbean dead man's chest together and it was a ton of fun we uh watched the first pirates of the caribbean movie in april and this month uh actually next next saturday i believe on the 19th we're going to be sitting down to watch world's end uh for the june episode or for the the june event and it's going to have a much different meaning because <laughs> it's going to be days before this update but at two minutes, 11 seconds into this trailer, the Flying Dutchman has its uh, has its ship raised. This is, by the way, the Flying Dutchman is bigger than the Galleon. It has four or no, excuse me. It has three masts, but it has tail masts or uh, triangle masts in the front and back and middle. Three crow's nests, and it looks much longer than a standard Galleon. So this is going to be a raid type ship. And I can't wait to find out if we're going to have multiple crews sailing in to actually uh, go take it on. Uh, there's still a lot of questions about how many people are going to be able to participate, if this is going to be able to be soloed with a single sloop, if you're going to have to have multiple crews with you. But getting to the actual trailer, it shows that they drop the capstan 
and this wave erupts from the center of the ship out through the ocean to summon what I can only imagine is the Kraken. And what I want to know is will this Kraken appear and will it have a head? I want to know. We cut into the rest of the trailer at two minutes, 13 seconds into this trailer. We have our pirate crew running along the streets of this city, which again, this city looks so cool. I cannot wait. And they are fighting off these ghosts, these ghost pirate spirits that are chasing after our souls, imagining that they are going to probably kill our pirates and keep their souls trapped in the Sea of the Damned if we don't do something about that. But, 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 wait, 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 sorry. It is now two minutes and 16 seconds into this trailer. And Jack Sparrow is accompanying one of our pirates as they rip a barnacled staff out of the coral and use it to explode a giant crab beast. I don't know if you guys realize the relevance of this. We now have a giant crab boss in the game. We have a giant crab boss in the game. And oh, sorry. I don't know if I mentioned this. It has a giant gemstone in its chest. Think on your sins. Jack has a really witty comment about asking if we have a second uh, staff or wand to be able to blow things up with. And it's it's right on point. Uh, I have a little bit of story going on with this trailer uh, that I want to touch on the articles that came out, but it's so on point. It's amazing. And I absolutely love it. We then have Jack and one of our pirates uh, sliding down an actual waterfall. It's, it's hard to tell if it's actual waterfall or not, but you come down this uh, coral ridden waterfall that when you pop out, you come out the eye of this face that looks like the drowned face from the uh, chest of, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on it. The chest of tears, the crying chest, baby. They're coming out of the, the face of the baby chest. And um, if they fall into a giant water pit, or excuse me, they don't come out of the eye. They come out of the mouth. And that's not even the end of it because two minutes, 30 seconds in, you are shown a shot of gold or uh, not ghost cannonballs, like regular giant ghost cannonballs destroying the clock tower of the city which i can only imagine is actually an event that happens when you're actually on the actual city uh, i can't imagine that that's something that you do yourself i imagine that's something that probably happens uh with the the normal um with the actual normal kind of being on the city sorry i'm losing track of my my thoughts as i'm looking at the rest of this trailer um cutting forward moving on Two minutes, 32 seconds in, we get a shot of Davy Jones's uh, 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 Flying Dutchman with a ghost ship next to it. And this ghost ship is not the standard galleon that we are coming across. It is a galleon, but it is a very elaborate looking and very regal looking ship, even though it has tattered sails. It is much more uh, elaborate and has a much nicer captain's cabin in the back. Uh, with different masts than the normal one that we come across and it gets erupted like we would normally see. I have been very excited about this and as we get to two minutes and 39 seconds into this trailer, Jack talks about bringing the horizon uh, as he wants to go to the Sea of Thieves. And if you pause, thanks to many uh, Marcel out there, noted that the wrappings around Jack's hand typically has a pattern on it, but the pattern on it is not the typical pattern that you would see if you were to look at a Jack Sparrow uh, costume, it is in fact an emblem repeated over and over and over again. And it is a red hourglass shape akin to the skeleton runes of the Chalice of Life. And it makes me wonder if he knows something about Flameheart Jr. and the Chalice of Life. And that they are going to help us figure out how to stop Flameheart Sr. with the help of Captain. I am exhausted at this point and there's still more to talk about. So let's cut to two minutes and 40 seconds in. We get a small clip of a skeleton captain backhanding the head off of another skeleton. Now this skeleton is in fact the one that we brought back to life. Uh, he is the one with the gold hook and the the uh, pirate or the parrot feathers in his cap who was very elated that we gave him a new body. Um, he is backhanding a skeleton and knocking its head off. And at this point again, I have to say, I think this is Flameheart Jr. I think he's a good guy and I think he's going to help us 
with our task. But that's moving into the next portion. <laughs> half a second later, I kid you not, half a second later, you see our pirates in a ship in front of the organ that Davy Jones has on the Flying Dutchman. And our pirates are playing notes a la Goonies to erupt the pipes of this organ to kind of crescendo the music as pirates are then cut to the next scene at two minutes 41 seconds where they are jumping off the giant statue or the not the statue the giant rock structure the giant coral structure that we saw at the very beginning of this trailer as it erupts in fire and they jump off uh as it explodes into the water cut to a skull that has a gold tooth and a red bandana with a small coin flipped over that has the reaper's mark on it and two swords fall in behind it and it is jack sparrow's skull with little barnacles on it in the beard but it's the ferryman's sword and another sword that is very damaged and it says see a thieves a pirate's life i'm gonna take a break Ahoy there, pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer or you'd like to save money on games, it's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show all right i took a break got my breath i got something to drink i'm ready to dive back into this because i have you a variety.com article thanks to alex stedman who got the exclusive grab on this article holy cow this is an amazing article i would very much encourage you give alex the uh the click head over to the website just go read the article for yourself but i wanted to take from this article uh what he was able to get from joe and mike chapman uh this was amazing see he actually got to talk with um, them about how they managed to score Pirates of the Caribbean for Sea of Thieves. Uh, there's a ton of information, but the main thing is that they got to talk to um, Pixar Games' uh, Luigi Priori, I think is how it's pronounced. I don't, I'm not very certain about that, but they got to actually sit down and have a chat with uh, the, the team over there about bringing Pirates of the Caribbean to Sea of Thieves. And it was so amazing because just reading through this, you can tell, you can tell that Joni and, and Mike Chapman are just as giddy about doing this when they got a chance to actually talk with them about it as we are as excited to actually check it out. So um, according to Neat, Chapman and Priori, it's a secret they've kept under their hats since E3 2019 when Rare first brought their idea to Disney. The trio says it very quickly became clear how the two properties would be a natural fit. And Priori remembers that Chapman was, quote unquote, a walking encyclopedia of, quote unquote, Pirates of the Caribbean knowledge. Yeah, Mike. Nice. And coming to the table with an idea that would tie the two worlds of both IPs. Quote unquote, uh, the, that first meeting, Mike and I walked out and literally when we got around the corner, we made sure we were out of eye shot. We literally put our arms around each other and said, we're going to do something special here. Just from spending 45 minutes in a room with the team at Disney, Joe Neat recalls. Oh my God. Can you imagine having 45 minutes to sit down and talk about Pirates of the Caribbean when you're making Sea of Thieves? God, that must have been an amazing moment. I would have loved to have been in that room when that deal was getting made. Um, I, I absolutely love it. The thing that is the, the biggest thing that stands out to me right off the bat with this article is, is that Alex says that Chapman said that one of the greatest priorities uh, for the game was authenticity. 
not only to the world of Pirates of the Caribbean, but to that of Sea of Thieves and the lore that has been built up around the game since its launch in 2018. I love that. Uh, quote unquote, the thing that we very quickly grasped onto was the idea that if the world of Pirates of the Caribbean is going to come to Sea of Thieves, it needed to be something fundamental in terms of how those two worlds cross over, not a bunch of side stories, take it or leave it, sort of parallel quests. It needed to be something that fundamentally moved the Sea of Thieves world forward. Yes! Yes, Queen! Thank you! Please, don't make this a side thing. Just make this part of the game. Make it canon. Make Pirates of the Caribbean canon for Sea of Thieves. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to talk to Hyle about this because it totally, totally changes the whole landscape of Donkey Kong universe. And I, can't, <laughs> I have to talk to him about that at some point. Um, the article goes on to talk about uh, some really interesting things about some of the crossovers between the two IPs. Uh, Chapman explains that uh, it started with the Ferryman, a character well-known to players of the game as the captain of the Ferry of the Damned, who brings dead pirates back to the Sea of Thieves. Pirates of the Caribbean's main antagonist, Davy Jones, plays a similar role, role in the series, traveling between the worlds of the living and the dead. Both play with the idea that the pirate's life being eternal. Chapman then goes on to say... Uh, we're delving into the idea of the deeper meaning of pirate freedom or what it means to be a pirate. Jack Sparrow has that awesome line that I love from the first movie around what a ship really is, is freedom. So the idea that the Sea of Thieves is positioned as this place that the pirate's life lives forever, that kind of narrative idea that Jack would really want to be in the Sea of Thieves, and he would, he would see it like a legend, the legend of the fountain of youth, the positioning of the two worlds made a lot of sense. I couldn't agree with Mike any more on that. It makes absolute sense how easily these two stories coincide and how much you can tell that Sea of Thieves has been taking uh, a lot of the feeling and a lot of the, the things that we've been wanting with a, with a Pirates of the Caribbean franchise for so long and they're weaving it into the the essence of Sea of Thieves and I absolutely love it. The article goes on and Alex tells us that as Sparrow uh, eventually becomes a crewmate for the player of the adventure, where Rare uh, LTD went above and beyond to make sure his portrayal would seem genuine to Pirates of the Caribbean fans. Chapman says that they had one of Johnny Depp's stunt doubles visit the team to make sure they could answer questions like if and quote unquote if jack was going to say this what would he be doing with his hands he would how would he carry himself what would his posture be like and i love that because uh the article goes on to say and again go click this link give this man this like he deserves it the effort for authenticity extends not only to the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but the Disneyland attraction. I'm not going to let go into more about how. I'm going to leave that for you guys to figure out or to go to the article to read. Needless to say, it's a cool touch and I cannot wait to actually see it in game. The thing that I think I love most about this is that it dives a little bit into what we're going to be doing. We're going to be helping Jack relive some of his memories of when he was alive and how he's stuck in the sea of the damned we're going to be exploring the sea of the damned and helping him help us and i can't wait for this um for the longest time i've been of two minds about appreciating how sea of thieves has its own lore and how the game is true to that lore and that the lore is so thick that you can you can really build up on top of it and have a sturdy foundation but at the same time, I've always wanted those Pirate of the Caribbean aesthetics in the game. I've always wanted the Black Pearl. I've always wanted the Flying Dutchman. I've always wanted, you know, those those quintessential Pirates of the Caribbean looks. And thanks to uh, Kylia, the aficionado, for coming up with this idea. I didn't think about this until when she brought it up. But I 100% guarantee that there will be riots if the Black Pearl is not made available to purchase as a cosmetic set through the Pirate Emporium. Yes, I will drop that ancient coin down to pay for it so that I can put my ship as the Black Pearl. It's so exciting. I absolutely love 
of this. It's so interesting that they're weaving these two together. And I wanted to give you guys an idea too. Uh, over on the seethieves.com uh, website, if you head over to the news section, there's a an article that's posted by Joe Neat, who of course is the executive producer. And it says, your eyes do not deceive you. In a dream collaboration between Rare, Xbox, and Disney, we're bringing Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean to Sea of Thieves in a style with an incredible new story campaign called Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life. Free to all players. Remember that. Free to all players, as Sea of Thieves has been since the get-go after you purchased the game. Free to all players as part of our Season 3 update arriving on June 22nd in nine days. This unforgettable adventure takes place over the five tall tales charting a new threat to the pirate way of life from beyond the horizon. After rescuing Captain Jack Sparrow from an unfortunate predicament, you'll set sail alongside him to uncover secrets, encountering characters old and new, and clash with surprising enemies as you explore the Sea of Thieves and visit some new locations that'll be familiar to fans of the Pirates of the Caribbean film franchise and theme park attraction. This is a truly epic quest to protect the Sea of Thieves from the dark ambitions of Jack's nemesis, Davy Jones, and its biggest and bogus update since Sea of Thieves' 2019 anniversary update. We've worked closely with Walt Disney Games' team throughout this whole process, crafting an original story which brings out the best elements of both Sea of Thieves and their beloved Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. To see iconic characters like Jack Sparrow and his crew represented in the Sea of Thieves' unique art style interacting with our own pirate universe is such a, an amazing experience to bring this whole thing to life, and we can't wait for you to dive in. Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life is the headline feature of Season 3, which also shakes up the Sea of Thieves as new enemy types featured in the Tall Tales spill out across the world. Skeleton and sharks are no longer your main concern as swarms of sirens, darting phantoms, and brutish ocean, ocean crawlers surge across the seas. Even if you do manage to overcome the looming threat to the pirate's life, it'll never be quite the same again. For those buzzing with excitement at uh, the announcement of our collaboration with Disney, as many of us in studio are, there will be more details and sightings soon as we approach the launch of Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life, the cornerstone of season three. Keep your eyes glued to Sea of Thieves social channels, this podcast, as I'm adding this in, in the run-up to June 22nd, when you're able to jump in and experience the adventure for yourself. Yes, Queen, I am so excited for this. I I just I I'm I'm just giddy. I'm absolutely giddy. I can't wait to see what the cosmetics are going to be. I can't wait to figure out how to fight some of these threats. I love that we're getting a new threat. If you were in E3 2019, then you know we've been waiting for Merfolk for a very long time. And the fact that we're finally getting it is so thrilling to me. It's so exciting. It feels like the game is finally getting to that point that everyone wanted it to be at launch. And it's taken the team a considerable amount of work and the community to get it to the point where we are finally able to see the culmination of all these beautiful ideas. And I have no clue what Sea of Thieves is going to do post this launch to, to try and top this. Because Anniversary Update was the high point in my mind of what Sea of Thieves could do. And it's been an interesting ride since then, but this collaboration is epic. I feel like I've gotten the excitement out of me. I wanted to touch on some of the things that I think will be interesting going forward with this and some of the observations that I had about today. I was so surprised to see so many people talking about how excited they were that Johnny Depp was coming back to do the role of Jack Sparrow. And I have to, I feel like I got to talk about this now because he isn't. He never has. He doesn't do the video game voices. I was looking into it. He has never done the video game voices for any of the characters of Jack Sparrow. They have always been done by other actors who are voicing the role, whether it be Kingdom Hearts or the Pirates of the Caribbean game itself. He himself has never done the voice of Jack Sparrow. Now that is his choice. He doesn't have to. He's not obligated to. It's not like Disney's, you know, taking piles of money to his front door and saying like, hey, we just need you to sit in a recording booth for a couple sessions, four hours each, you know, for about a week. He's not doing any of that. In fact, I don't think any of the voices of uh, the, the new update are actually the actors that... Uh, played the roles when they were actually making the films. In fact, I would go 
out is to say that I believe that John McMurtry is actually the voice of Davy Jones because there's a little bit at that end when he's yelling. I can just, it's, it, maybe it's just me. Maybe I just listen to John McMurtry a lot, but it kind of sounds like McMurtry there at the end there. Like that little roll of the, the little bit of the accent there feels like Murtry. Uh, so I, I, I would love to know who's actually voicing these, but it is definitely not Jack Sparrow's original actor, Johnny Depp. Now that's kind of a bummer. I'm sure a lot of you probably will, but I will say that the voice actor who did it did a convincingly good job of Johnny Depp in that role. Regardless, I'm excited. You should be too. There's no reason to not love this unless you feel like this is a, a step too far. And this is something that I think some of the people out there feel and they're entitled to fear that feel that way. It is a, a game and they, they like it how they like it. And if it gets changed too dramatically, it's going to cause rifts. And this is definitely a big change up for Sea of Thieves fans. I don't think any of us actually assumed or even predicted that we would ever get Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean in the game. It felt like it was just kind of maybe maybe a little too far. Like they were kind of like, okay, you you, you know, we get it. You're making a pirate game. You, you really aren't going to just make Pirates of the Caribbean a game though, right? Well, funny enough, Mike uh, Chapman actually had a, a, a witty comment about this in the, the Verge article. Again, go give Alex the like, or not the like, the link uh, click so that he can get credit for it for his job. Uh, Chapman actually said, quote unquote, if you did a Venn diagram of fans of Sea of Thieves and fans of Pirates of the Caribbean, it would just be a circle. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, I, I it, yeah, I have to agree a hundred percent. It wouldn't be two circles that are slightly overlapping. It would just be a circle and, and inside of it would be Pirates of the Caribbean fan, Sea of Thieves fan. I, I, I can't wait. Oh my God. I'm so, I'm still so excited. People are out there that aren't, uh, I've been talking with um davram tv of uh pirate talk radio he wants to get together to talk about the differences between us as far as uh the 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 opinions that we have him not liking this crossover because of the way it is i'm going to try and convince him otherwise because i think this is a perfect pairing and i can't wait for the story to go so we're going to look about doing that uh in the near future so that we can actually sit down and chat about that i think it'll be an interesting conversation if you have a conversation piece then you should definitely write in and let me know because I've already gotten an email about this. Uh, I got an email today that says, Captain Logan, big fan over here and love the pod. I just read all the exciting news uh, for season three and cannot wait for this for the update. But it got me thinking about one thing. Why don't we have an incoming and outgoing tide in the game? It feels I feel like it would make a lot of the island dynamic ch dynamics change drastically but would be super fun. Would love to hear your thoughts. Keep up the great work on Keelhaul. Take care, Jay. It is not the, the Captain Jay that I, I know, unfortunately, but I have seen that Captain Jay has been lurking about with the Crow's Nest Twitter account and seems very excited considering Pirates of the Caribbean is probably one of his biggest franchises next to Hogwarts, the Wizarding World. Yeah, so... Uh, the idea of an incoming and outgoing tide excites me. In fact, for a while, I've constantly wanted to have more of the weather effects impact the tides around oceans or islands. In fact, I know for a fact, actually, that the waves, the size and the frequency of them can be adjusted by the team. They can actually determine. And this was a video that actually appeared way back in... 2017 was it 2017 that it was it was like 2017 2018 when the game was getting launched uh they put out a video that actually explained the water in sea of thieves and how they were able to control the waves the size of the waves and the tides around islands which is why when you sail by an island the water actually gets smoother and it's uh easier to coast by them i agree that there should be a tide that goes in and goes out and that that tide should be affected if there's a storm nearby causing large wakes that actually wash up against the the water and kind of bring the shore uh, a little further up so that island water doesn't have just a set path i don't know how hard that would be to implement or if it would actually affect anything but i like where your idea is and i like where your head's going with that so keep some of those ideas coming in let me know your thoughts i'm actually kind of uh pulling some ideas of course this wouldn't be, a, there wouldn't be any kind of controversy if I didn't bring up in the uh, Keelhaul Discord server. Head over to the show notes. You can jump into the Keelhaul Discord server. You can jump into the questions and feedback and actually talk about 
uh, some of the things that um, that Caleb brought up in season three start. If season three starts next week, the uh, opening screen for season two, was that a lie to us? Where is the frostbite lantern? And I actually kind of wonder what actually is going on with season two. The the opening screen to the game when you bring it up actually does show the frostbite lantern on there. And we haven't seen that. It's it's kind of interesting. Um, that's that's it for now. I'm I'm going to hold off until we hear a little bit more about what's going on with Sea of Thieves. I'm surprised that this episode is as short as it is, uh, but genuinely, I cannot wait to hear your guys' thoughts on this. We're going to be talking a lot about it, and I can't wait to dive into the Five Tall Tales that's coming. Five Tall Tales. It's amazing. I can't wait. I'm super excited. Thank you all so much for uh, writing in for uh, watching it, for giving me feedback, for telling me about how excited you are for this. I want all of this to happen right now. I just want to jump into Sea of Thieves and actually play this content. I cannot wait. Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. If you want to get a hold of me, you can always reach me just like the emails have at C-A-P-T uh, underscore L-O-G-U-N on Twitter. C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with the podcast. Uh, you can always join the Discord channel. Jump in there, talking to words, talk about tavern talk. If you want to jump into the conversation, we have an E3 channel. If you want to jump in there, talk about uh, shows that are going on right now. By the way, I don't know about you, I am very excited to buy myself an Xbox mini fridge because holy shnikes, that thing's adorable, and I really want an Xbox mini fridge. And that's gonna do it, pirate. So thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with Captain Jack Sparrow. the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for cyberpunk 2077 are you looking to brush up on the lore stay up on all the latest news and talk about the game when it comes out check out the cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from robots radio with me your host robots we'll go over all the details you need to know about the world characters and story of cyberpunk available on itunes spotify google play and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hey. Hi. Do you enjoy being optimistic about bad movies? Or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie? Well, we've got the podcast for you. New to Robots Radio, we represent Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Each week, we look at two movies that did really badly critically, but we try to find the good in them. And we have segments such as What Could Have Saved It? and Would You Watch It Again? If you're there on a Saturday night, you want to watch a bad movie, but you're not sure if it's like good bad or bad bad, or if you should even bother, give us a listen. You can find us on Robots Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please come and say hi. We love you already. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.